You don't need to be that superstar or that goal scorer to be that flashy player to be a leader. Sometimes a silent leader is the best type of leader, someone who invokes change with their actions and not by what they say or by what they do. It's about what can you do on that field to help people get there or even off the field. It doesn't have to be yelling at you or things like that. It's about what can you do that can invoke change. And I think that's one thing I've always really taken from my um, past coaches and past captains. Um, sometimes even the people who aren't captains and nominated might be the captain person for me. They lead me to what I wanna do and they've helped me accomplish the thing, everything I wanna do. Welcome back to the leadership. My name is still Richard Hortness, and I am so excited to have you on board. This episode is one of a bunch of special episodes that will be released and then curated for the show where students from our leadership and personal development course become the guest hosts for the day. They ask the questions to people they admire and want to emulate in the future. I hope you get out as much of this as my students have. Today's guest host is Kaya Davis. She's a junior or grade 11 student here at South Delta Secondary School, and she has had an in-depth chat with her idol of choice, her sister, Hannah Davis. Hannah's currently on scholarship at the University of Maine and has just finished her playoff season. Kaya focused on questions that may help someone with deciding if they wanted to go to a U.S. school on a scholarship. She asked about being on a sports team, what it takes to be a leader, how to get a scholarship to a school in the future. And the goal of the chat was hopefully this can inspire someone, people, you know, with their dreams of playing college sports in Canada or in the U.S. With that, let's dive in. So I am here with my older sister, Hannah Davis, who um, who is older I mean, by five years. She is currently a senior at UMaine. University, and she is currently one of the captains on the field hockey team. Um, through the years at UMaine, she has made many accomplishments, and that continues to why she is a person that I admire and think of a, that she is a great leader and role model. She helped guide me through life and also helps me make some very important decisions of what I want to do in my future. Before we go into her accomplishments through her years, what I would like to start figure out is how she even got into UMaine or how she got the idea of going into university and getting a scholarship. The first question I wanted to ask was how hard was it to get a scholarship to a U.S. school? Um, obviously going to school in the U.S. is a big accomplishment and a big um, obstacle to overcome, especially being from Canada. You have to deal with being an international student so that has a whole list of issues itself. Um, one of the biggest things I worked on was, I guess, focusing on school and focusing on my athletics and making sure I was on top of my emails. And that really helped me become really organized and become a great writer from my early age. The second question I would like to ask is, how did you first feel for when you were awarded a scholarship to your school? Honestly, when I first received my, I guess, amount or offer of scholarship to go to the University of Maine. It was a really big accomplishment for myself. It was kind of a reward for all the hard work I've put in and the sacrifices that I put in high school. I know that I missed out on a lot of opportunities to hang out with friends and even go on some school trips and do stuff like that to focus on field hockey. So it was a really big reward for myself. I can imagine how much of a reward it would be for all the sacrifice you put in. 
What is it like to be an international student at a U.S. school for being Canadian or wherever you other students would come from? So I always like to consider myself like a non-international international student because obviously we're very similar. We all speak English. It's our first language. We're not too far away. We're just a few hour drive across the border. But definitely it's opened up my eyes to a new perspective of living. And I think it kind of helped I think as well, like benefited the people around me because it helped share my values as being Canadian, as well as learn from different American and other international students' values and beliefs. That is so true. We, we're only a few ways away from, a few hours away from the border. We're not exactly that different. Yeah, exactly. Another thing I like to ask for at school is what major are you studying currently? So when I first came to the University of Maine, I was a communications major with a minor in marketing. But over the years, I've kind of really fell into love with the business major and kind of the class I was taking in the marketing major. So I'm currently a double major in business administration, marketing, and communications. Wow, double major, that must be a lot of work. <laughs> yeah, but it's definitely paid off and I'm really happy that I got to kind of learn about both sides of more communication and writing and technical and interpersonal work and kind of the business related operations. I can imagine how beneficial that must be. What are classes in universities like? How much are they different from when you went to high school or? So I think in high school, they always tell you about like, oh, how university classes are going to be a lot harder. And I think they're harder, but also in a way that makes you have to think more. It's definitely more about an individual perspective, especially in my classes, at least. And like forcing us to think as individuals and really tone into like what we believe in. And I think it's really helped me become like, allow me to become like the person I am today because it's forced me to really create my own, I guess, perspectives. And also the classes are a lot different. The sizes are different. The environment is different. It's more sometimes you would have a class with 200 people and a class with 10 people. So it's really um, depends, but I think both settings allow you to learn and allow you to like, um, kind of not learn just the environment, um, the material, but also learn from the environment and the people around you. That's very informative because high school and universities are so different as well as depending on which classes you're planning on taking in university depends on the style of the teacher and so on. Exactly. So you said that you're double majoring so right now. So which classes are you taking for this year? So right now I'm actually, so I'm in my double major, but I'm also starting my graduate degree this semester as well. Um, I'm starting my MBA, so my master's in business administration. So I'm taking two courses towards that. So I'm taking managerial marketing and I'm taking, um, I took management of contemporary organizations. So those are my graduate classes. And then my undergrad classes, I'm taking public relations. I'm taking management marketing as well in the undergrad. And I'm also taking my capstone for communications is basically interpersonal communications throughout our college careers. Well, to sum it all up, so basically a lot of classes. A lot of classes, yeah, lots of Zooms. <laughs> but it'll definitely pay off in the end with what you want to achieve. Yeah, I'm really happy with my class selection right now. I feel like it's really something I'm interested in and helps me, I guess, kind of motivate me to do well and do my reading. So.
That's good that it motivates you. What's your school you mean like? Um, you mean it's definitely a very inclusive campus. They really pride themselves on their diversity and inclusion and kind of making an environment that we all feel welcome at. It's a very much of a homey family oriented environment. Um, also very green, reminds me of Vancouver, lots of trees. Um, but yeah, really nice. I love it a lot. The UMaine campus is beautiful. The, everybody there who I've met so far, workers, administration, staff, and students are all super kind and make it feel like home. Well, that sounds great for whoever wants to go to that mm -hmm. school and you really have a lot of respect for that school, which is a great thing. And a comment, a question that is very recent. So what's being at school like for during a pandemic? Because it must have changed a lot of things. Obviously, similar to you in the high schools, it's changed so much having our classes all switched to online. Um, it's definitely changed how we learn and what we learn and kind of just like how we interact with one another. Um, it's definitely different having those in-person classes, wearing your masks too, and having people so spread out or having people on Zoom and in the class at the same time. Um, I think it's really helped my learning though, becoming more independent and motivated and almost like, I can't think of it, but like more dependent on myself. And I have to make sure that I have to get things done because there's not an in-person class telling me every single day. Yes, definitely this pandemic has made people to be more independent and having to learn on their study abilities as well as asking for help when they need it, not just leaving it to the side and trying to forget about it. Mm -hmm, for sure. So now that we know a bit more about the experience of school, I kind of want to ask what it's like playing uh, sports in college. Of course. So what's it like being on a university school, uh, sports team? Um, I think from the day I stepped on campus my freshman year, I really instantly gained a family. Um, I've gotten known these players in the program who've left the program and come in every single year so well. Honestly, will be my friends for life. Um, one thing, it's a lot of work. People don't <laughs> think about that as much, but it's tiring. You sometimes have those days when you don't want to go to practice, but again, you're going to go practice, have a good time, and all those negative like thoughts or feelings that you have will always get flushed out because you're doing what you love at the end of the day. That's always important and spending all that time with your team you definitely grow close bond with majority or most of them. Yeah for sure. As you said it was hard so what's it like to juggle being on the team as well as doing your academics? Um, it's definitely hard. I feel like a lot of the times we have a lot of resources to help us, but definitely time management is one of the biggest things you need. You need to learn how to wake up in the morning, eat, which is so important for your mental health and physical health. Eat breakfast, eat lunch, eat dinner, but still get in your homework, studying, classes, and practice and lift times. Anyone you put travel on top of that, it's so important to manage your time and not let things pile up. I know I've been at fault of procrastination a few times, but it's definitely not the best because when you're cranking out a paper on the bus, nobody wants to do that. <laughs> I can imagine. You definitely need to know time management, not to procrastinate, as well as to make sure you have the right mindset for all of these things to happen. Yes. So what are your relationships like on your sports team with your coaches or with your um, other players? <laughs> 
Um, honestly, the relationship with my teammates is so good. I feel like no matter who they are, what class, what age, where they're from, I could go to any each of one of them about anything, hang out with any of them. And they're honestly more like sisters and teammates. I love them all. I want them all to achieve so much success in their future. And for my coaches, Ginger and Josette, I love them too. Honestly, so thankful for everything they've done for me. From the day again, like stepped on campus, they've been continuously pushing me not to be, even be a better field hockey player, but a better person. And those relationships are something that I'll cherish for the rest of my life. That sounds great. I can definitely imagine that you've created bonds for life and you can always ask for them for help when you need it. Yeah. This is about you. So what type of influence do you think you have on your team and on others as well? Um, I think an influence that maybe I have on my team is maybe the attitude and positivity that I bring. I feel like sometimes, obviously, we all have our hard days, but I really try to always keep that energy high. Um, I always want to make sure it's an environment that they want to be in, that we want to play in. And I feel like I hope at least that's the energy and the kind of the attitude I express to all of them, because if not, I don't know, I guess I have to rethink it, but yeah. That's a great influence to bring on your team to always stay positive and have a right mindset because when one person has great positivity and pass it on to others, it can create a big difference. Yeah, for sure. Body image is a big thing of that too. Even on those hard days, how can you as a leader position yourself in a way that doesn't let your inner attitude? So if I'm having a bad day, I don't want to like that have let other people have a bad day, you know? Yes, that's a very big part of being a leader and having a great influence on the team. Yeah, for sure. So as I said earlier, you are one of the captains on your team. What's that like? Honestly, it's such a big honor. I feel like you always look up to those captain roles, especially from your freshman year. They're like your leaders. They will get you through everything. And they're those people that you go to when things are tough and even just put you in line. So as being a captain, um, I definitely think I wanted to be a role model for everybody but also not in the way that's the authority figure I want them to be able to come to me with any questions that they have and not be scared I think that's a big thing being able to lead your team but also not have people fear you of case of like messing up or things like that there's so many other stressors going on in our lives that they need to have that person that they can come talk to and again I hope that I am that person for a lot of people on my team that's a really great mindset to have for being a captain you want to make sure that you're not feared as much so you can always be able to help them out when they want to ask for help and as well as having a great mindset for the whole team which always brings a positive outcome to everybody yes I was looking at your schedule a bit how many games have you guys played so far with this whole COVID pandemic it definitely has a draw on how many teams you can play against oh I need to count that real quick is that okay of course <laughs> okay I think we have eight conference games and then we played two non-conference. So I think there's 10 in total so far. So tomorrow is our semifinal game and that'd be our 11th game of the season. And we usually play 20 around roughly. So it's definitely been a change. There's not as much time to get ready into conference. When conference started, it was just like, we have to get going because there's no time to make up for those lost games, especially in a conference like America East where the teams are so good this year and the because I guess the standings are tight. Yes, I can imagine how every game must have much more um, importance than last yeah. year because you don't have backup games or anything to yeah, help with sure. your scoring. 
I was going to say, especially with COVID, you don't know if one weekend's going to get canceled. So that game might be the determining factor if you're going to get into the tournament alone because maybe you only have seven out of the eight games because a team was canceled due to COVID regulations, you know? So it's always a lot, yeah. of, a lot of changes this year. Yeah, that's a really important thing because you don't know if this game will determine if you're going to make it or if you're going to break it. It's very exactly, important to always yeah. have the mindset of playing your best every game. Mm -hmm, for sure. So I noticed that every school has a rank every year after they play their season. What is What was your rank last year as well as currently? I think we ended the year last year around in the mid 40s. I can't remember exactly. Um, we had a good conference season, but again, just with the teams we were playing, we didn't really have that, I guess, image of playing those top teams. And sometimes the ranks are determined on positioning your conference and who you play. Right now, we're not currently ranked as well, but we did just beat Stanford, which was 16th in the country. So that was a big accomplishment for us. And I'm really hoping after this weekend that we'll go up there in the ranks too. Well, congratulations for being Stanford. I know that they're a highly ranked team. Yeah. And as well as a great image of what you want to keep up. So what are your coaches like on your team? How do they act to everything that's going on? So Josette, honestly, Coach Babineau is one of the most caring people I've ever met in my life. She's obviously serious about her job, is sometimes really serious at practice. She's not afraid to yell, but she honestly cares about us so much. She would never make sure that we were in a situation that would put us at risk and danger or compromise our health. She's been so caring and understanding about everything we go through, making sure we need groceries or even dinners dropped off at our houses if we've been put in quarantine, calling the doctors, calling everybody to make sure that what the treatment we're getting is fair and right. And I think that's one thing that really translates throughout our whole program is that we're a program that cares for another one another and loves one another too. I think that's great that your coach has a great relationships with everybody on your team and how she cares so much about mm -hmm. the health, um, the wellness of everybody and making sure, especially with COVID going on, it's definitely important to worry about people's health and making sure that you're not making yourself or others sick. Yes, of course. So what type of leaders would you describe your coaches as? Um, I would say Ging is a very confident leader, funny leader. She's our assistant coach. Um, she knows when to be serious, when it has to be serious, but also is one of our best friends. She jokes around with the team. Our atmosphere with Ginge and Josette, both are great. They know when they need to step up and be serious and be that leader for us and kind of like take charge, but they also know when to be our friend and kind of goof around. They were also just named co-coaching staff of the year, which is a huge accomplishment for them and everything they've done. Um, every day, I would say Josette knows we can do it. Sometimes she's hard on us, but she pushes us to be our best because she believes in us. And I think that's one big thing that I'll always take with her, that she has so much belief and faith that we can be amazing players and an amazing team. Well, those are great attributes for your coaches to have. And it's always important to know when to be serious or when to have fun as well. Um, and great. And Josette, definitely is doing a good job of motivating all the players on your team and congratulations for them for being the co-coaches. Uh, co yeah, thank you. I'm really proud of them and happy for them. They deserve it.
I can imagine. Another question I was wondering was, are you still in touch with your old coaches or have you, that helped you get to where you are today? Um, yes, definitely a few of them. Some of them like Rob Short and she has our two coaches that I talk to quite frequently. Um, I think Rob Short from Rob Short Coaching Academy was really that one person that really helped push me, not even to be the player I am, but get into that mindset of playing at a D1 level. His practices were so intense and they really definitely were hard in high school, but that's what you have to get used to because once it starts in college, there's no going down from there. Um, I definitely keep in touch with Rob. He's very active in social media about whatever we're up to. And yeah, I really appreciate both of them checking in and following my journey throughout my college career. Well, that's great how you still keep in touch with all your old coaches because they brought to, they helped to bring you where you were up today. Mm -hmm. And it's great how they're also very active in social media because that's a great way how to contact with people because you're away at schools. Yeah, for sure. Like, um, what time of qualities or leadership did your coaches show you, your old coaches show you to help bring you where you are? Um, I think some of the things that I learned, especially growing up in high school, is that you don't need to be that superstar or that goal scorer to be that flashy player to be a leader. Sometimes a silent leader is the best type of leader, someone who invokes change with their actions and not by what they say or by what they do. It's about what can you do on that field to help people get there or even off the field. It doesn't have to be yelling at you or things like that. It's about what can you do that can invoke change. And I think that's one thing I've always really taken from my um, past coaches and past captains. Um, sometimes even the people who aren't captains and nominated might be the captain person for me. They lead me to what I wanna do and they've helped me accomplish everything I wanna do. Um, I think also one of the things is just like how to be, you have to be accountable for yourself and accountable for others. When you're in that leadership role, it's not just all about you, it's about your team. So I definitely think those are some of the aspects they've taught me along the way. Well, those are great attributes and qualities that your coaches have showed you along the way. And I definitely agree that actions do speak louder than words. Um, it's important to think about what can you do to make a difference, not just asking what you should be doing. And so exactly. it's very important to have that mindset. And then I understand that COVID's happening right now. So what's it like having to get tested so many times because you are traveling, playing games? So you can obviously have my mask on. I'm in the meeting room right now. My teammates is doing homework beside me. So we both have our masks. Um, definitely a big change. I don't think I've ever really had a test on like COVID before the beginning of the year. Now we get tested around four times a week around, depending on games and things like that. We do three no swaps, which is definitely a lot different. Um, I can't even count how many I've had in total, probably over a hundred by now, maybe. Um, and then we do a saliva test every once a week as well, which is the PCR. And it's definitely changed how we, I guess, function on an everyday basis, but it's the new normal. Um, it's a quick three second test. And then we can go on with our day knowing everybody's safe and healthy, but it's definitely been an adjustment to get used to and have to schedule that into our practice times, but definitely worth it to be able to be on the field with everybody and get to play the sport we love. Yes, I, I totally agree that it is the best way to make sure everybody's safe and to continue doing what you guys love to do. 
and I can only imagine how uncomfortable it can be time to time having to do the test. But it is great how you guys are all wearing masks and keep socially distanced, even though you all been tested. Yeah, thank you. It's definitely been a hard semester. I know we all want to hang out together, but it's just something we got to do. Those are the sacrifices we got to make right now when we're trying to race for that chip. So yeah, I'm really excited, but hopefully next week it changes when I get my second dose of my vaccine. Oh, I forgot about that. That would be great. Yeah. So it'll, be, it'll make you feel a lot more sense of peace and relaxation knowing yeah. that you have a vaccine. For sure. I'm really excited and thankful for the opportunity to get that. But again, still have to make sure you're wearing your mask and practicing those social distancing measures. Those are all very important. So this has happened really recently. So what does it feel like to be one of the first people chosen to be on the first team of the uh, American East All-Conference team? Um, definitely something I'm really proud of myself. I've never learned, I guess, throughout my whole field hockey career, even from high school, I never was raised to expect things. Um, I've always been kind of one of those people who sometimes get left out on teams or not always rewarded when I think I am. So I'm never, I guess, anticipating it or I never think that I'm going to get it, but I'm really proud of myself for all the accomplishments I've done this year. I feel like I've been, I've given every single season and everything I've got to this team and I always work hard and put in that effort. And it's really nice to be finally recognized and acknowledged for that. Yes, I can imagine how much, um, how nice it must be to be acknowledged and recognized for your talents of being a great player. But Thank it you. also shows how, that even if you're not being recognized at the moment, it also shows how much of a team player you can be by not being selfish and always making opportunities for others as well as yourself on the field. Yeah, for sure. Definitely something I'm really happy for myself. But again, it doesn't change who I am. I'm still going to go out there tomorrow and play the same game I've been playing my whole life. So yeah, it's nice to have that, but it's definitely not changing who I am. Maybe a little bit of more confidence, just a chip on my shoulder, but nothing that's going to heavily impact what I'm going to do tomorrow. Well, that's always great to have confidence. It helps bring things together, and it's great how you're going to continue playing the way you always do and not change who you are after getting this accomplishment. Thank you. Another thing that's also really recent is how does it feel to be named the third Black Bear in program history to be new midfielder of the year? Again, something that I didn't even think about I was going to win. I, I had in the back of the mind, I was like, okay, who are the other midfielders out there right now in the conference? There's some great players and I know they're all super talented. But when I'll say when I was awarded and nominated by my coaches and was told that I won, it was something that the moment I'll never forget. I feel like it was finally something again, like, I did it, you know, I finally did it. And it was really nice to be recognized, like you said, for those sacrifices and efforts that I've made throughout my career. And I'm just really proud of myself and proud of my team because obviously I wouldn't be there without them and wouldn't have been able to get this reward without them and my coaches. That's amazing accomplishment to have. And I can imagine everybody must be so proud of your, um, you because there are a lot of great players out there and they all deserve a little recognition as well. But it's great to be noticed, I can imagine. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you recently played a game against uh, UC Davis. Yes. Or you, yeah, UC Davis. UC and you Davis. Won in, and you won in a shootout to be like the co-season champs. 
Yeah, so again, that game was something I feel like throughout this whole season, we've had a lot of different adversity thrown at us and we've had to overcome it. And again, this team is something that I know no matter what gets thrown at us, it could be a lightning delay, something happening in the community, or even going into a double overtime and shootout, and we will pull through and get that win. Um, we haven't been in overtime this season, but we're a team that usually does well in overtime. So I think it was good to get that off our belts before going into conference today and watching our goalie Mia kill it in the shootout was so great for all of us. I think, again, really just makes us want to play hard for each other and win for each other. Yes, that's great. It's always good to have it under your belt. So when it happens later in the future, you're not freaking mm -hmm. out about it. And I actually did watch the game. My parents wanted me to watch it and I did see the shootout and I will say your goalie did a great job. Yeah, she's really good. Mm -hmm. So now that we know a bit more about experience of being on a sports team at a school, I kind of want to know what uh, you think about being a leader like others and leaders. So what kind of values, what do you value in being a leader or other leaders? Well, one value that I really have in a leader is that you're going to lead, obviously, by example, but you're also going to allow a space for others to have their voice heard. You're not going to allow or disallow people to share their beliefs or opinions. You're going to allow them all to be heard and then have a group consensus or kind of take those beliefs from others and implement them into your team culture. Um, also, I think a big one for me by leading, being a leader is again, like leading by example, I feel like attitude, respect for others, and just always having a positive attitude is really important. Those are all great um, qualities that a leader should always have. And it's definitely good to make sure everybody gets a voice because even if you might not totally agree with their beliefs, it doesn't mean that they don't deserve to have to be exactly. spoken out about what they believe about because that's equality and everybody should get a chance for what they believe in. Exactly. We want an environment people feel not only able to share, but willing to share too. Mm -hmm. That's also very important. I do remember recall you telling me of you being co-president of the SAC, the Student Athlete Advisory Committee. What's that like? So the Student Advisory Athlete Advisory Committee is a committee at each school through who participates in NCAA athletics has. It's basically where the middle ground between student athletes, our administration at individual schools and conferences and the NCAA's total. So we work on different initiatives like mental health, inclusion and diversity, um, and other important aspects like that to make sure that student athletes' voices are heard and have those resources to make sure that they're okay. So on SAC right now, it's Mental Health Week. So we're bringing awareness to all the different types of mental health resources, that it's okay to have mental health because there's a big stigma around that as well. And I think my work with SAC, I've really enjoyed. I've been in the organization for three years now. I'm really excited to be co-president with one of my friends, Maggie, who's a swimmer at UMaine. And I can't wait to take on this role and really dive into everything else that SAC has to offer and hopefully invoke change at UMaine as well. That sounds like an amazing organization, um, definitely helping out not just you, but like the whole school as well as other uh, universities that have this program. It's definitely good to bring awareness to all these situations happening in everybody's lives, even if nobody, not everybody's having the same situation, which is definitely important to advise on. So what is one, val one of the values you'd like to focus on in your life? 
Um, one value I really like to focus on is being uncomfortable with, I guess, falling in love and being comfortable with being uncomfortable. I feel like that's something I've always shared, almost shied away from. I hate not knowing the unknowns and going into situations that I can't control, but I think that's something that you have to learn how to do and something that I really want to take forward with me and the rest of my life. I want to push my boundaries, push myself to kind of explore into those different things. And I think that's exactly what I've done over the past few years, joining SAC, um, taking the time and going into new different academic sections and pushing myself to explore the University of Maine more. And I think that's something I really want to take with me into future careers and the rest of my life. That is a great value. It definitely can help you in the future as well as right now. I can definitely identify it. It's hard being uncomfortable, but you have to embrace it and love it at times. And yeah. when you do, it can definitely help in your life and it can bring you to new opportunities that you never would imagine you would have. Yeah, exactly. Not only teaches you about the environment you're in, but it teaches you a lot about yourself. What happens and what do you invoke within you when you're in that uncomfortable situation? How do you respond those to those situations? And that's the really important part that can teach you a lot going forward. Yes, that's very true. Uh, what do you think would be one of the most important things that you have in your life? I think my family. I love you, Kay. <laughs> um, they've definitely supported me for so many years. They always believe the best in me, even though, like I mentioned, sometimes when I'm not recognized for things, they know and they're my biggest supporters. They're my biggest fans. I love them. Um, I would do anything for them. I miss them a lot. Can't wait to see you soon. Obviously, COVID is impacting my ability to see them. I wish they could be here today and tomorrow to watch your game, but obviously that can't happen. And I will always value my family and going forward, I can't wait to have my own family one day that I can share the beliefs that my parents taught both of us. Yes, that's very true. They have both taught us a lot of things and I can mm -hmm. definitely tell you they do want to be at your games and tournaments <laughs> watching you play as do I, but I have something called school. <laughs> yes, you have to focus on that too. <laughs> yes, because I still have a lot to go. <laughs> So what do you need to have in your life to feel fulfillment? Um, I think friendships and family is one thing I really need to have in my life to have a fulfillment. Um, I think a purpose to never stop having goals. One of my biggest goals, well, my goal for next, uh, next year was actually midfielder of the year, but obviously something now that <laughs> I've accomplished, I want to be a two-time midfielder of the year if that's possible. And hopefully it's a far stretch, but aim for All-American. Um, I'm blessed to have another opportunity to play field hockey. So I think goals are something that you need to have. And I know I need to have for the rest of my life. I've set these goals for so many years. My first one obviously was being playing field hockey in the U.S., and then playing and starting. And now it keeps going on. And I feel like family, friends, and goals are definitely some things I need to have fulfilled. I can definitely agree. Goals are such an important part of your life. It pushes you to fulfill them and it makes you want to work harder for what you want. You don't want to just stand by and let life go by. You want to actually take the charge of it and make what you want happen. Exactly. I never want to look back on my life and see that I settled. I always want to, even if I don't achieve something, I want to know that I tried. And I think that's one important thing that I always will have. And I think it needs to help with my fulfillment of life is that I always have something that I'm chasing after, no matter what it be, if it's 
not sports related, work related, family related, or anything like that. Goals are super important to myself. Yes, that's also very true and important to have in your life for fulfillment. Where do you think you get your most creative self-expression? Um, I definitely really like self-expression of drawing. I'm not as good of an artist as you per se, but <laughs> I love doing little things like that. Um, I'm definitely more of a perfectionist, so sometimes the creative process is a little hard, but um, little things like what do I like to do? Sometimes me and my roommates will do some paintings or we will do some little crafts, but I really like that kind of stuff. I don't know if it's self-expression, but I really love to sing, even though I suck at it. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. Self-expression too, just like speaking to people. I love to talk. I love to meet new people. I think that's a great form of self-expression. Um, I'm a communications major for a reason. Give me someone to talk to, give me an interview, and I can talk for hours. Well, that's, also, that's a great attribute to have that you're able to talk with people for so long and yeah. not be bored of it. Um, it's definitely great to have self, um, self creative self-expression because sometimes you want to just have all the stress leave your body and have a nice relaxing few hours you've, just by drawing or singing or doing whatever that makes you happy, even if you're not the greatest at doing it. Yes, for sure. I'm definitely a big believer in mental health related activity, especially what can you do to increase those times where mental health are at your peaks and what can those de-stressors be? So if it's writing, reading, drawing, whatever it needs, I think those are really important to have those hobbies in your life. Yes, mental health is one of a big issue that we have nowadays and it's really important to kind of normalize it and make sure you give all the help you can to people who might have it. Yeah, for sure. So uh, what do you need in your life to have a strong level of health and energy around you? Um, I think to have a strong, strong level of health and energy around me, I need the ocean. I love the ocean. Um, like, you know, living in Tawasin, I love to go on walks <laughs> with the beach with you and Marley and the yep. family. Um, I think that's one thing I'm really lacking right now in my life is being able to just go out and go out on the beach and walk at low tide. Um, I definitely also need to have somewhere that I can be outside and be active and run. I love to, especially once Philaki's over, I need to be able to get out there and exude my energy in something that's not being maybe a little mean to you. I can definitely agree, though. The ocean is definitely a great way to have a strong <laughs> level of energy or health around you. It makes you feel alive. Yes. Well, I do sometimes. No, I need it. Also, I miss it. <laughs> yeah. It's also true. You need to stay active around you to help you not go insane or get bored out of your mind. <laughs> exactly. I love being active. I love getting in those hours, even if it's just a 30 minute run or something or a walk, I just need something to do. And I need an environment that allows me to do that. Well, that's a great way. So what do you need in your life to be surrounded by something that you think is beautiful? Um, I think relationships. I think those relationships can really, I think anything can be beautiful, no matter where you are. It's about those people you have around you and the connections you have around you. I could be living in a one-bedroom apartment in a sh shitty old building, but if I have the people I love around me, I think 
anything can be beautiful. That's one thing I really love about our family too. No matter where we are, we always have a good time and we love one another and we always make the best of every situation. Yes, that's definitely true. Having relationships, especially healthy ones, are really helpful in your life because you might not be having the greatest of lives, but having all these relationships can help you see the light in your life. Exactly, yeah. So what do you need in your life to always be learning? Um, definitely haven't been someone who's always loved to learn. High school is definitely not my strong suit. I definitely coasted through high school. Um, <laughs> something to always learn would be new, um, I guess, surroundings, new things in the media, news outlets. I think continuously pushing my boundaries and seeing what's happening in the world to be an advocate as well for equality and inclusion. So I think things around me to continue my learning is an environment that not only embraces change, but also wants to invoke change. Yes, it's really important to make sure you're staying um, consistent with what's happening in everyday lives, because if you want to be an advocate, it's also, it's really important. Mm -hmm. um, and even though you coasted through high school, it's good that you're trying to make sure you're constantly um, learning in university and pushing yourself to the boundaries to make sure you can get a good education and everything. Yeah, I'll definitely say University of Maine helped me fall in love with learning. I'm enjoying school so much more than I did before. I'm excited to learn. I'm excited to do well. I'm motivated to do well. And I think, again, having that something that you're passionate about, too, is something that will continue to pursue me to keep learning for the rest of my life. That's really important that they're making you like learning and making mm -hmm. you want to learn more. Yeah. So what kind of experience at what have you had in your experience that may not change the way you see the world? Um, some of the things that's happened to me, we were unfortunately, I think, a victim of a very serious, I guess, incident last year. Basically, I, for the first time in my life, I felt that I was unable to do something because I was a girl. We had a field hockey game canceled because of a noon football game that had to have fireworks. We weren't allowed to finish our game and we we're basically told that we had to leave the field and come back six hours later to finish or have a non-contest. And honestly, that was something that really, I guess, inspired me to become an advocate for gender equality and women's rights in sports. And not only that, um, also something that has also pursued me at the University of Maine is being an international student, but also being half Asian. I feel like that's something that's a very hot topic in the United States, especially with the BLM movement and the Stop Asian Hate movement. It's something that's really forced me to become an advocate for those communities and our community of our own. And it's definitely something that I want to continue pursuing and continue being an advocate for. I think those are so important and they shouldn't even have to be, even be fought for. They should just be something that is demanded and something that we should receive and not have to try persuade people to create equality. Well, that's a really great input. I can understand how you must have felt of getting forced to not finish your game even just because of the fireworks that were going to be displayed from the football game. I can imagine how that must have felt. And as well as we both being half Asian, even if we don't look that much like it, it's also important that people are not just assuming that we are just white or anything like that. And it's important to stand up for what you want to believe in in life. Exactly. I've definitely taken advantage of my white privilege and my white passing ability 
but something that I don't want to take advantage of anymore. I want to be an advocate. I want to be part of this community that fights for change. I think that's really important going forward. And it's going to have something that's going to stick with me for the rest of the life. I'm proud to be half Asian, half Japanese, and I'm proud to be part of this fight for equality. Well, that's a great way to put it. I definitely, it's great that you're proud of your heritage and not wanting to hide it away from anything. That's also very important. So why did you go, or why did you choose to go to University of Maine? Um, I think I mentioned before, it just reminded me of home. From the first minute I stepped on campus, the people, the environment, the staff, the administration, the students all were super welcoming. The environment was just very inclusive. And it felt like a place that I could go develop and grow, which I did. Now it offered me a time to be super independent, which I'm so thankful for. Before, I don't think I ever did my own laundry because our mom is amazing. <laughs> but <laughs> it definitely forced me to grow up a bit, and I'm forever thankful for that. That's great that it reminds you of home and the relationships just made you feel so welcome and you weren't feeling like an outsider there. And it also is great that you're learning to have more independence and not having to depend on someone or something all your life. Yes, of course. <laughs> How would you define the opportunities of student success at Maine? Um, we're provided so many different resources, honestly, that aid us in our success from the staff in the academic center for athletes to the library to professors who care so much about us and our education. I think there's just so many opportunities for us to succeed. The library has so many resources that allow you to access different databases that allow you to use peer reviewed sources and even have tutoring hours in there that can allow you to get extra help when needed. Professors are always open to office hours. And I think all those aspects really kind of just again, lock in that you mean is a great opportunity for you not to just only learn but succeed in your learning. That's great you have all these opportunities and resources to help you with your learning and not just having to spend for yourself in a way of having to learn by yourself and not asking for help when you really need it. It's great that everything's so open and you don't have to feel scared or worried about asking for help. Yeah. <laughs> What kind of advice would you have for incoming students to help them get the best um, first year at Maine? I think take chances, be brave. I think my freshman year, I definitely didn't branch out enough. I didn't talk to as many people as I could. I definitely stay within my bubble of my team. Um, make those connections with people outside because there's a lot you can learn from people with outside athletics and in the community. Um, explore. You mean is a beautiful campus. I don't think I took advantage of it soon enough. I didn't go as many hikes and walks. And I, one thing I really love right now is just going on morning walks in the city of Orono. I go down to the river, get a coffee, and just kind of walk by myself or with my friends or my boyfriend. But it's just something that I never really did until this year and last year. And it's something that I want to do. And I wish I could have done earlier. Well, it's great how you're advising people to step out of their zones and make sure you take risks and chances and not want to regret anything. But it's also great that you also learned from this from experience in your life that um, you um, might have not been so branched out in the first year, but you learned from your learned from it, and then you're making more advances to make reach out and have better opportunities and having more fun in your life now and you're hoping you can do more of it. 
Yeah, I'm really thankful that I have one more year at UMaine. I think because I realize the sooner next year, I'm definitely going to take advantage of every opportunity I'm giving and this town around me. I'm going to miss living in Orono after the next year, but it'll always be a special place in my heart. But again, I'm excited to move on, but keep those memories and those new adventures that I have planned for. Yes, it's great that you want to keep more Orono in your mind, but it's also great to have a plan for the future for everything that's going to come. That's great that you're making memories now so you can always remember them. Of course, yes. So how do you hear of the School of Humane? Because it's a bit far from where we live. Yeah, um, one of my, actually, my junior coaches went to Humane. She, I remember when I was in grade seven, she was preparing that summer to go off and go to her first precincts. And I think she was, at, she was an All-American at Maine. Her name was Holly Stewart, great player such a long legacy um and we also have some hockey hall of famers like paul korea who are from north vancouver and went to maine so it's definitely a well-known school in the sports world in vancouver and bc but definitely a little far but i'm glad i took the plunge and moved across the country yes it's great that you took the chance to go somewhere because some people are a bit afraid to go somewhere far from where they grew up and it's Great that you took some of the history of Maine to help um, to help your choice of where you wanted to go to school because yes. it's amazing how you heard of it just from sports and everything and mm -hmm. now you love it just because of the, um, the outside and by the learning and everything that they contribute to you there. Yes. Okay, so one last topic I kind of wanted to talk about was what you wanted to do for a bit for your future plans because it's not that far away. No, for sure. One more year. So one question that I wanted to ask was what type of job of field are you looking for after you finish university? Because like there's lots of different types of jobs you can yeah. go to with what you're majoring in. So obviously I love sports. I definitely want to still be involved in sports in the future. Um, I've always been in love with college sports, especially being a college athlete. It just definitely increased that love. I think it's insane that you can have hundreds of thousands of people watching an 18-year-old play football. I would love to work in the sports broadcasting field, especially because it's a field usually dominated by men. Um, I'd love to be part of that group of women that kind of break into it and kind of expand it and make change and hopefully change those stigmas and stereotypes of only men being announcers or men being on the sidelines reporting for games. So That sounds great for what you want to do. And it'll be great to have another woman in that type of range to have their input in. Yes. <laughs> So one thing I wanted went, was wondering, like, do you plan on staying in the U.S. after you finish school? So that's the big question. I actually have a long-term boyfriend from Boston, so that's going to definitely be a major impactor in my decision of where I end up. Again, working with my goal to work in college sports, there's definitely a lot more opportunities to work in the U.S. and live in the U.S. and do that, but um, I'll always love to Austin and Vancouver. I want to come home, obviously, for a bit, if it's maybe a year or two or the rest of my life. I'm not fully set on where I want to live, but I definitely know I'll probably be all over the place for a few years. Definitely not settling down anytime soon. Well, that I'll sounds always like come visit you. Don't worry. 
That's a great answer because there's definitely a lot of factors contributing to both sides of where you could go after finishing school. That definitely depends on what helps with your future, what you want to do, because that's one of the most important things. Yes, I agree. So you are taking your grad year this year, um, next year, right? Yes, I'm going to finish my MBA and I'll graduate with my master's by May 2022. So graduating the same year as me. Yay. Yes. <laughs> Who would have thought? Big year for the Davises. Yes, it is. And my final question is, what do you think your plan might be after you finish school? Um, I think I'll definitely move home for a bit. I want to spend the summer of May 2022 um, at home with my family, hopefully at our cabin with COVID <laughs> yeah. not being an issue. So we can just go live in Point Roberts all summer. And then hopefully start applying for jobs because that's something I have to do. I have to be a grown up now. Um, <laughs> figure out what I'm going to do. Look for apartments, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. But I definitely want to start looking for jobs, but enjoy my time at home because, again, I can't take that for granted anymore, especially if I don't know where I'm going to be. And I want to make sure I have enough time to spend with you guys before you go off to university and before maybe I move off to the U.S. for permanent. Well, that sounds like a good plan for the future, but it's very uncertain. You don't know what's yeah. going to happen, but it will be great to see you in the summer, though, 100%. I miss you, so I'm excited to come home. Obviously, COVID's yeah. making it a little bit harder than usual, but I'll be home soon, and I'm excited to spend a lot of quality time with you and mom and dad and Marley. Yeah, it'll be great to see you, too. So throughout this whole time we were talking, we talked about a lot of yeah topics like how you got into university or what's it like playing in the school what you want or value in being a leader and your future plans you definitely have been very informative and this will definitely probably help students who might want to go to a school university to play a sport in their future thank you so much i'm really glad to take the time to talk to you too i feel like it's a subject i'm really passionate about it's changed my life forever and if I can help people or students in high school kind of clarify decisions or anything like that, I'm always willing to. Well, that's great. It's been great talking to you, Hannah. Thank you so much for doing this. Of course, anytime. Miss you. Miss you too. <laughs>